<laughs> All right, the man, the myth, the legend. Freedom. Uh, yeah. My name is Freedom. Name's Freedom. Starting at what age? How, how'd that? How'd that come about? <laughs> Diving right in. You're you in the start of, with that. Were you? Well, I, I mean, were you like on a revenge rampage, and it didn't go well, and at the end of it, you said maybe I should make a change, or were you like, man, I just feel like a slave, and then you like switch to freedom to be like, I'm gonna start labeling myself something that I want to be, like. Yeah, how, how do you get the name Freedom? See, I, your your postulations as to how it came about could be infinitely, exactly infinitely more fascinating than potentially how it actually came about. Um, you lost a bet. I know. <laughs> well, no, yes, no. Uh, you know, a bet that only I knew I'd ever made, perhaps. And um, it, it really, the name came about from participating in a series of vision quests, uh, which actually were not called vision quests, but essentially, um, for user-friendliness, uh, vision quests, dream walks, um, of which I've done a series of five or six. Five vision quests and you still need glasses? Right, exactly. Well, the funny thing is I've only needed glasses since I've done the vision quests. Right. It's irony, I think. I'm <laughs> totally, starting to understand. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to actually use it correctly, but I still need to check it. You know, see, <laughs> I stopped using irony because I heard enough things and saw enough things to be like, you're not using that word correctly mm. in reference to other people. And I thought, I'm going to back off until I really figure out the word. Yeah. I'm trying to um, hammer into it. Something that I think, maybe not ironic, but the funniest timing in my life. So uh, as we were just speaking about with Kenzie before air, um, we, have, we, can, we just got a 90-day notice pretty much to move out, right? And look at minutes before... I, uh, I went over and spoke to Mark. Um, I was texting Martin, the founder of the nonprofit I'm working with. And we were just talking about nonsense. And he said, oh, wait, where are you guys moving? Good chance the buyer will keep us as renters. So we may be in luck. Say more. We met both people who put in an offer in the house and they said they'd keep renting the duplex. We'd have to move out only if they wanted to live here. Talked with Mark, uh, with Mark five minutes later. Well, that was the weirdest timing that's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like the second you start getting cocky, it is life's like, oh, yeah, yeah. How about <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah. Kind of has a way he of. Said it. That's what I said. You know, <laughs> your postulations are interest, infinitely more interesting than the potential answer. Um, well, and the other funny thing is I don't actually need these. This is my good distance. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Take they make off. me look smarter. No, they look um, horrible, no. <laughs> specifically for cameras. You're, very, you're a very handsome man, but with cameras, the, it reflects the lighting. You can't. A big thing, especially sunglasses. Sunglasses are worse than most glasses, but I really find when I can't quite see someone's eyes, like, I mean, imagine my eyes are obfuscated and we're talking like this, like as if I have like reflector sunglasses. It's just, it's less personal. Oh yeah. It's less human. Yeah. So I really don't like, like completely blocking sunglasses and these are fine, but you know, the ones where it looks like the person's head cuts in like an inch on either side. And I'm like, can you see me? Not to judge, I'm not just walking around judging everyone all the time, but I'm saying specifically it, the goal of the show is to just connect with people yeah. and, and like lock that time in my life. And it's the whole time I'm like, let me, exactly. you know, and so in I fact it. on the dream walks, mm -hmm. it's, you know, cause we're out in the desert, <clears throat> the on, high or, desert, of course, of course, high, high desert, desert. Um, at summer solstice. So there's a lot of light yeah. and it can be a lot of glare and it can be very intense. So a lot of us are wearing shades when we're doing the group work. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a process where you do a lot of group work together to help each person determine what they're going to take up on the mountain going up on the mountains when you go up to solo would you bring you know almost 48 hours um two nights alone up in the would you bring 
uh, you bring just prescribed gear. I mean, it's really about what you don't bring. Mm, what did you not bring? Yeah, I mean, really, the whole thing is really about what you don't bring. I mean, all of these um, rites of passage rituals around the world, various cultures, I mean, they really do happen all around the world. They're, they're ancient and... Um, how old were you? They have... How old am I now? How old were you when you went on it? As a rite of passage. Oh, well. And I'm just going to keep interrupting. So I didn't all night. That's right. I, I was, was planning to completely rearrange the house. I had the, the um, bathroom torn apart, the kitchen torn apart, this room torn apart. I was like, it's going to be rearranged perfectly. And then right as I'm like starting to put it all together, I'm like, oh, this is useless because we're going to be moving out. So I got very disheartened. I was like going to scream. So this is the first show that I've worn my own screen prints on. But now it's not even quite exciting to me because I'm like, you know, who 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 cares? I was gonna get one uh, like custom made for the show, not not to interrupt too much. But again, I'm at the end of an all nighter. This is my first of three podcasts. It's gonna be four podcasts. The last guest was gonna come at uh, around 1 a.m. and I'm like, you know, because sometimes it's fun to be a little that manic, sleepy energy, you know. So I'm gonna be interrupting you a lot. That's a long That's roundabout right. way to say, hey, I'm gonna interrupt you. I remember when that used to be fun. I used to like it. Now I just like to actually feel good um, mm, when, feel possible. Good. Yeah. when possible. When um, possible. So to get back to your vision quest, you were held and you brought nothing up on the mountain with you. Well, no, there is stuff. It's just prescribed gear. I, I was, um, prescribed. first one would have been in, I don't know, 2016. So you were 25? Ha, very good. I was born in 1970. <clears throat> so I'm 53. So you were 45 when you went on the vision quest as yeah. a rite of passage. So you didn't feel like a man as a 45 year old? Well, see, but th there's just assumptions in there mm -hmm. that, I mean... That's the whole point. The, the whole goal of this is I'm just going to kind of push you to say something. So, and you're not necessarily like this. A lot of people are very scripted. So I purposefully kind of like cut them off with a question where it's like, what people, people you normally let me finish. People don't ask that. Well, just, so you don't have to worry to, about that just in the sense of I literally don't know if I've ever just sat down and even listened to a whole podcast. Who has? You have to be mental. I mean, people play them occasionally for me. Everyone likes, well, everyone. A lot of people like to tell me to listen to this podcast, but honestly, I like to don't be listen to them. unplugged as much mm -hmm. as possible. So, yeah. And look how you turned out. <laughs> Right. I try to unplug. I mean, that's why I'm screen printing is to go get away from tech. I was reading for a long time. And once you lose a habit, it feels like you go a day without it. And you're like, oh, it'll be so easy to pick up. I just did it for a year and a half straight. And then a week goes by or a year goes by. And you're like, huh, I just I just had that habit. Like once you have a good habit and you lose it, it's not super easy to pick them back up. It depends so, on what they are. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I mean, you, you what's, what's the, the, yeah. the habit? The habit's just a. Uh, a symptom of something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, a habit is something deeper. A habit is simply something that we use to avoid being present with something else we're experiencing. Oh, but it could be a good habit. Yeah. You know, so that's not to avoid something. Yeah. It is. Sure. To avoid suffering. Hmm. Hmm. Why, why would we establish a good habit? Why would you say, I'm going to go on a 30-minute walk every day when I wake up before I go to work? Why would you do that? You just can't take drugs that early in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So why would you take drugs that early in the morning? To avoid no, no. something other. Because it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Why do you eat popcorn in the movie theater? Because oh. it's fun. To avoid hunger. It makes your experience funner. Yeah. That's, I, I guess what, oh, like, to avoid boredom. No, I'm not bored. It's like, that's the whole what thing. What I'm saying is, my whole life, you know. You're directing your experience. You're trying to direct mm. your experience. But what if you have, okay, so a good example of this is 
after uh, Kenzie and I got unemployed, furloughed from Arkhamoto, I started going to the gym and I'm like, I fucking hate working out. But I started sauning and it was like this deep, I, I didn't really care. I didn't feel great in the sauna. I felt okay after. I was sweating the bed every night. I had to like wash my sheets because I'd like head to toe wet to the point where I'd like push Kenzie over some. It wasn't really that good for me, but that's where I met the founder of the person who's now allowing Kenzie and I to be independent contractors for ourselves. So sometimes I'm not directing the flow, but you get such an innate desire to do something. And that's why I love directing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, some, some things can like hack that, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, so you think anytime you control anything like, like, I don't know. No, no. I, I'm, I mean, just pushing on that a little bit, but I mean, one straight. of the reasons, no, one of the reasons that I really don't do many drugs anymore. Square. And it depends on what, you, you know, consider drugs mm -hmm. because some people say, oh, I don't do drugs. It's like, Sugar. you got that, got that big bowl of candy on your desk. Yeah. You know, you do drugs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, one of the reasons I don't do a lot of drugs anymore, I, you know, I drink my beer, I have my margarita. I, yeah, um, I guess I, you're, you're giving me, you're giving me this feel as you're, as you're drinking. That's pretty Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. It is fun. So I'm having, you know, cause you're having me over a cocktail hour, yeah. right? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my margarita. Um, so. So why do you have cocktail hour? To avoid what? Well, I, I'm joking about that. To avoid, uh, well, it, but it is. Um, it's not it's, just it's, to it's, avoid. It's, it's not exhausting to it's, live a life like that. But, like you but can't avoiding isn't everything. really what I meant. Avoiding, it's more about directing, trying to direct your experience. Mm -hmm. Like I prefer to feel this way. I prefer to feel this way. I want to feel this way at this time. I mean, a lot of us do stuff like this because if you're if you're pretty active, if you're pretty motivated, um, generally, if you if you're not just you know overwhelmed by you know entropy. Um, or inertness in the modern world, particularly, we have a very difficult time turning off. So one, there's the actual have a drink or sort of you relax or you have a toke and, 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 and you relax a little bit. But really what's going on for most of us is giving ourselves permission then to set aside certain things that we feel like we're supposed to do or responsibilities that this this now marks the time when I'm not working and doing all the things I don't want to do and entering the period of time where I do things that I do want to do right but you do enjoy the things you have to do like I mean you, you I mean you, when I said explain yourself I kind of cut you off I say explain freedom but like what, what do you kind of do you you're a yoga teacher you you know you, you seem to have lived a life full of directing yourself to where the thing that you have to do is enjoyable to you, right? So why would you oh, want yeah. to shut yeah, so why would you want to shut that off if you enjoy doing it? Well, because <laughs> there's a lot to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're painting it in a very simplistic way. You enjoy or you I, I don't like enjoy. I like broad brushes. <laughs> right. So that's overly simplistic in the sense that um if you're a musician and you love making music and you're good at it and so you go that's what I want to make. That's why I want to make my living. But once it is your living and you're touring and you're doing all this, I mean, it gets super hard and they don't want to go on stage a lot. And then so there's, you know, there's things to pick you up. And there's things to bring you down and they love it. And then, and yet, as we see so many rock stars, you know, they tap out and I'm really glad whether it's a rock or star or, or Simone Biles or anyone that, you know, it's coming out now about the mental health challenges of that. Um, and again, overly simplistic. Yes, you love it. And then someday you look back and go, wait, I used to love this. Now I have to do this. One of the and I'm exhausted. Yourself so, strong. so have you ever had like mental health problems? And like, if oh, you're absolutely. saying you're happy, like, so what? what, what, what? My entire adult life has been uh, in, in many ways directed by um, my efforts to uh, come to terms with, manage, grow past 
mental illness. Like an anxiety or... Uh, uh, OCD is mine. Interesting. And, and so now so I have like to say this about OCD. Yeah. Because OCD has actually been sort of taken over now in popular culture as a... Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a medical appropriation. Mm. So we have cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. right? We can get to cultural projection another time. But like medical appropriation. So... You know that thing where people, um, like at work, everybody comes in and who you already did it. Uh, oh, I didn't get any sleep. Oh, I, I, I pulled an all nighter out of this and that. And sometimes you go to certain jobs or in graduate but, but programs. You're saying people curry like people like get like oh see I'm I'm one of the good guys like I'm like oh, no no of- it gets to be a competition mm-hmm. of like in graduate programs this happens all the time. Yeah, who got the least amount of sleep? Who's suffering the most? Who's the toughest? So- who's invested the most? Who sacrificed the most? Mm-hmm. Who didn't get any sleep? Mm-hmm. This becomes. Um, I, I see what you're saying, but just to not defend myself, but to explain, uh, today is a very, like, I, I guess I do do a lot of all nighters, but like, it's, it's not about the fact of like, oh, I didn't sleep, but more or less I'm like, Hey, be aware that you're speaking with someone who's just going to be interrupted. Like, like more or less to let you, let you, but like, it, I think sometimes if I'm like, oh yeah, I have depression, anxiety, like, like a lot of people say that almost to be like on the team so to say, of like people who have a defining characteristic that oh, makes and this them is what I mean. This is what I mean. So, <clears throat> but you know, if somebody's blind, you don't all like pretend to be blind to get on the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Are we still allowed to call it like, is blindness like a disability? Okay. So maybe I'm not supposed to say it that way anymore. I'm not sure. So Wait, I mean, so no offense, why, but why do you let society, like, I'm, I'm so curious. Like, is there someone in your life who's like, very, like, like what gives you this like deep sense of wanting to like keep up with like a lot of people your age don't really care at all you know they'll say retarded they'll say anything you know like like but you have a a level of respect and self-censor i'm curious like what cultivated that in your life i mean when when has kindness ever gone wrong or consideration or just being conscientious and particularly to acknowledging that I don't have a full understanding of someone else's experience. I would say um, controlling the words that people can use. I mean, there's a George Carlin bit about a treadmill terminology. Have you ever heard it? Where it's like a, in World War One they called it shell shock because that's what it was. Yeah. And then it's like it gets longer. Now it's this. And then eventually it's post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's like by the time you get it's so detached from what actually happened, like just the visceral, like there's an interesting aspect of changing whatever you call something doesn't change what it is, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I'm not, I, I, when I'm speaking like this, I'm not saying I'm like, this is the right way. I'm saying this is where I'm currently at. You clearly have a different view. I'm curious how you got there and like what, what mental models and like life experience built up where you're at right now. Like, I mean, I, Caleb also has a very strong sense of like what's right and wrong in life. So you just said that I have a very, st- clearly have a very strong sense about something, but you just said that it doesn't mean that it's true. Mm-hmm. Just because I express something doesn't mean I have a deep, strong sense about it. But that's mm. the way you it, 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 multiple put times that out you, there. I guess multiple times, from my perspective, it, I've, I've perceived it as you like self, not self, maybe self-censoring or self-checking. You're like, this, well, I want to like be conscious of these people who like may hypothetically get offended. I don't know. Like, And, and I might be totally perceiving it. Well, right. I just see it as being conscious mm. that people are going through their own experiences. And mm. if... You talk about connection. This whole thing's about relating, connecting. We don't want to wear sunglasses so we can see each other's eyes. There's a connection there. So what better to, way to connect 
than to be aware of other people's sensitivities. It doesn't mean that I, don't, I will dance around and pretend that I'm not feeling the way I am or just act like someone that I'm not uh, just because of someone's sensibilities. But Which means you're not pretending like someone you aren't, which means you are that, which means in my perspective, it would be like a, like you, a strong sense of. But you just declared a bunch of things as true without explaining any of them. Hmm. So quickly that I couldn't even follow it. Okay. Like, like one part of it would be, you said, um, when I'm like, like, or like in a situation like this, I don't pretend to be someone I'm not. Right. Did I say that? I thought you did. No, it's I like, did not. You didn't. No, you're really going off fast. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll slow way down. We'll slow way down. It, it's interesting. Like, honestly, I'm not sure where you're at. Yeah. Right now. Because what I feel like is I say something mm. and then you'll cut me off. And then you will try and sort of define that, what I was going to maybe say or what you interpreted I said as a thing and then go off on a whole thing and then say that that's the way that I feel. But Mm. um, you actually take about three or four steps further than maybe not even in the direction direction. I was thinking at all. Mm. Right. So we're not close enough to finish each other's sentences is what you're saying. Exactly. Interesting. It's like we know each other, but you don't know me well enough to finish my sentences. No, of course not. That's for sure. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. I don't mean it as an insult. But I guess, but if you were to complete my sentences, would it be any sort of attack on me as a person? Or would it be like, oh, interesting. That's how he thinks of me. Well, actually, I was going to go this direction. That's fascinating that you thought that. Um, do, you, do you perceive it as like a, a faux pas of, of sorts to like kind of make guesses? I don't know. It's interesting. No, I just... I'm still working on practicing listening so then that I don't have to actually make those assumptions. Mm. That's been one strong reoccurring theme in my life is I don't like listening. Me too. Mm. It's been a hard one. So that's one of the practices that I've taken on is actually trying to learn to listen. Because mm. I'm a big talker. I'm a big storyteller. Or I should say I, I typically have been. Mm-hmm. Although that's... Um, Why would you try to call that? Shedding a lot of that these days. For, um, or what, what, what prompted that? I'll only speak in questions. So that it doesn't <laughs> seem like I may, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I may have like, like uh, started like, like making some sort of like, this is a, like, I'm like, I'm not trying to make any assertions. If I say something as a fact, that's like, I mean, obviously it's one person's perspective. This could end. You'd be like, you know, I don't like the way that you were like throwing anything. We could not air. I'm like, I'm chilling. So I'm only going to say questions. Oh, so the thing out. is I'm not taking offense at any of okay. it. I'm just noticing that you're taking one small thing that I say and going off in a whole direction and, and then attributing it to me. Mm-hmm. That's one way to not have a really boring conversation of long monologues that people have pre-planned. Yeah, but it also yeah. doesn't give anyone any idea at all of who I am or what I have to say. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say, I think we're probably 13 minutes in. Do you think we could have gone to this in depth of a place that now we can start talking from if I hadn't kind of like just prompted almost a conflict of sorts. I'm not saying it was the right way of doing it. I could have played it differently. No, no, of course you can. Um, typically I can just go there. That's one thing about me. Mm. If someone really wants to talk, mm-hmm. Like, I'm one of those people, if you say, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, if I just want to get going, I'll say, oh, fine. But sometimes, I will just actually answer that. And if it's the person at the checkout, Mm -hmm. I will actually say, hmm, what's going on? And I find that wonderful because sometimes 
of course, you get some people that, that it, it throws them a little bit. They were just throwing it out as the general courtesy and they weren't anticipating that. But then when I sort of say something, they have the option then of just kind of nodding or saying something short and handing me my change and we're done. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes then I have a really wonderful human engagement with somebody that I've never met and may never see again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a wonderful interaction and there's sort of a, uh, a shared mutual understanding of feeling people feel seen in the world um, and hopefully both people walk away a little more open-hearted and a little more available, a little less guarded, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, because if we want to connect, the main thing is we have to let our guards down. Mm. Do, you, do you have guards up? Well, I, you know, living in a, you know, as a manifest being, as awareness temporarily inhabiting a monkey body, um, we all do in a sense. I mean, we have you know, physical needs that need to be met and dangers and little red flag alarm things and fight Mm -hmm. or flight instincts. So to say that one doesn't, you're, you know. What would be an example of a wall that you know? I've never consciously looked for walls that I have myself. And just so you know, um, normally I I start recording. And and so, for example, this show will probably actually start right at the beginning of that. Like, I'll, I'll usually pick a good kind of time. So then I'll kind of reintroduce you. Like the last episode, I think I started 15 or 16 minutes in. Because a lot, like, I mean, it's it's not even about like, like you're an actor or performer. That's the first time I'll, the first and only time that I'll make a statement. Would you agree with that one though? Like, So, so say the statement again. Uh, you're like an actor and performer or a trained actor and performer, like a, like you're, you're good in front of the camera or if people are watching you. Right. So that's the second time you've told me what I am. Well, that I am a yoga teacher, even though I just stepped back from teaching. Yeah. Quite recently, and that I am a performer and actor. Well, that was in the 90s, the yeah. 80s and the 90s. Yeah. But your lived experience for multiple years cultivates, like, the lens you kind of see at life. Like, like you're good on front. Why would you say that you, you can go to that place even if there's camera? Understanding that I've done around 150 of these and many people can't go to that place. What in your life, what aspect of how you define yourself makes it so you're so good at uh, opening up, even if people are watching your Oh, and I didn't film? say I was so good at it. I'm saying you're good at it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. A lot of times I'm making um, statements. I'm saying, hey, I'm saying this. I, yeah. well, it goes back to your, the, the earlier question is, you know, the name Freedom. And we were talking about Vision Quest and stuff and where that name came from. The name Freedom was a name that I took on after any number of uh, these Vision Quests, um, it was a name that was given to me. So in these vision quests, there's a traditional arc that you go through in these rites of passage. Rites of passage doesn't necessarily have to mean um, from adolescence into full adulthood, although they often do. But uh, these passages are also sort of uh, death-rebirth rituals, um, you know, it, it, in Christianity, you'll call it a born-again Christian. Uh, um, in the uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, at some point, Arjuna is um, referred to as, uh, you know, the twice-born. Twice-born in, in implying you're, you're born once, but then at some point during your actual lifespan, there's a process of dying to who you are and being reborn again. And so all of these sort of vision quests, dream walk rituals that are relatively consistent in their basic format around the globe um, with specific details that are different across cultures, 
and times, of course, but there's a basic form to them, which is there's a, a phase, you know, severance, where you leave everything behind, you know, um, Maybe the, the adolescent boy is at home and the men bust in at 4 a.m. and grab him and drag him away. And the women all scream. The women all know this is going to happen. But they play the part. Ah, oh, no, they're taking a while. And so the boy is really scared and they drag him off and they do all these various things. And days later he comes back and he's a man. He's gone through these processes, right? But we don't have to just do it from adolescence to adulthood. It's something that you can choose um, in this format of ritual to embark upon with a teacher and or a group. Um, and in it, the, the, one of the most important parts, of course, is severance. You have to leave everything behind. So like in the ones that I do, there, uh, there's no substance involved. So we meet, you leave your phones at home, we meet at dawn, everyone loads in the cars, uh, the clock in the car is covered. So now you don't have a phone and you don't have a clock, you're leaving time behind at the summer solstice when the days are 16, 17 hours long. And so it's really hard to sort of keep track of that. And you drive away from town and then you drive further, you drive into the desert, each town gets smaller and smaller until it's just a shack or two. And then you're out in the middle of the desert, you left this go. You don't bring any books except a journal to write in. You don't bring any substance. There's no caffeine, there's no pot, there's no weed. Um, you go through this process. Eventually then you leave society, you put on your pack, you guys walk, you cross a river. You do a river crossing. Now you've really left it all behind. You get, you set up your camp, you do group work together, and at some point you even drop your name because you identify with your name. You don't bring jewelry. And some of these things are done with substance, and I'm not judging that in the slightest bit. There's different manifestations of them. This one specifically is a non-substance oriented one because there's so much substance in our life that part of the process of severance, severing ourselves from everything that we identify, even that last text to our spouse or our partner, we forgot to say that, oh, but you don't have your phone. What time is it? What's the name of this town? What's my name? Let go of food, all the things we hide behind. Let go of alcohol, let go of your smoke, let go of the da-da. Right? We let go of this until there's nothing left to hide from. Mm -hmm. um, and then as the body weakens from the fasting, you drop into a dream state. Uh, we call the, the liminal period between this and that. It's not that world. It's not this world. You're, you're sort of in a dream, liminal, suspended state where anything is possible. Right? And so we watch our dreams a lot. We take a lot of notes on dreams. We do group work regarding the, the dreams that came up and people help you. And even in the context of if you're talking about somebody else's dream, they've come out in the morning and they share their dream. And you want to give them feedback on the dream, even how we would speak it was, if this were my dream, I would look at, mm, 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 as opposed to saying, well, you should look at this, or I think this is about you. If this were my dream, I would probably examine the representation of mm, 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 mm -hmm. in the dream. So in this fashion, we then, you're in this very open state. And the thing that I found is the most potent thing about the fasting in my personal experience, you know, when you're fasting three up to four days, 
uh, we don't do water fasts. We do take water. Um, but in some uh, Native American fasts, there's water fasts as well and stuff. So we refer to this as questing light mm. sometimes because we have water and mm. things. Um, but so much of what we identify with, so much of how we define ourselves and the roles we play and who we think we're supposed to be is a defense against the terror, there's the existential the terror that comes up when we really start to examine who am I? And we start to look at our own mortality and our own impermanence and that I really am no thing mm -hmm. at all. I'm here and I'm gone. I'm a fart in the wind. Mm -hmm. Right? That's horrifying. How do you get on your, with your day if you're thinking about that? This is terrible stuff. And we have so many things designed. This is why I said earlier, sort of flippantly, because it's not the only way. Well, yeah, we use all these substances and everything to, um, you know, to not feel, to avoid feeling certain things mm -hmm. or to try and feel other things, which is just the other side of the coin. I'd prefer to feel this way over that way, right? We have preferences. Our preferences imprison us. Our preferences imprison us. If I have a preference for this over that, I will steer towards this. Sounds like a good, good idea. Right, until you realize you've been going around in this little circle in the same area following your preferences and you've missed 99.999% of the universal experience. But what if they're good preferences? Right? Well, that's great, but that's all you know of the universe then, is your preferences. And after a while, I'll tell you from 53, yeah. shit gets old. Yeah. And boring. But you get different preferences, right? Or wouldn't you get different preferences? Do you? I, I do want to pause. <laughs> I, I have a I, um, because this started off as potentially the most uh, combative podcast I've ever had, uh, I do want to see, because this is going to be interesting. Um, I think I just went... 10 minutes without talking. I, I tried listening. See, I, I, I listened. I embodied what you said. I'm like, all right, let's see, see the value in it. Um, I think after, after really, and I, and, and I mean this from a place of like, this is fascinating. We may, you may be the person who is like more opposite from me in terms of like, uh, we're, we're, we're really different. I think, I think that's why it may have started off combative is because I think we fundamentally see the world very differently, not in any sort of like, obviously one way is better or one, but it, it's been very interesting. I'm curious to see uh, when I'm 53, if I'll listen back to this and I'll be like, hmm, I've like completely changed or if I'll keep staying in the eddy. Cause like that whole time I listened to you say that, I'm like, I, you know, if, if you really, if those preferences are like, what if my preference is to be happy, healthy and free? Seems like a pretty good eddy to flow into for the rest of your life because that leaves you open a lot of well, possibilities. Well, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about in preferences. I'm talking about preferences in the moment. You know, will I have a beer? Will I not have a beer? Will I, you know, so if, if we're sitting out there on the vision quest, mm. and by the way, I didn't see me as combative at all. Mm. Um, I was just pointing out when you were putting words in my I mouth. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just felt like you were putting a lot of words in my mouth that yeah. weren't really what I was going to say at all. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's not combative. That's just pointing that out. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and when, when you pointed out, was there a goal in pointing it out? Like there, the goal of pointing it out was so that I wouldn't do it again or I'd be aware of it? 
And that's neither simply in that moment not to let you define me mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I don't feel is accurate. Mm. And the the core of that was the core of that problem. I'm really going to phrase things as questions. Was the core of that problem that I did too many things? This is what my, I perceived as being kind of the core of that. If I just made one and then it was a long time, you'd be like, okay, I can comment on that one. Is that correct? Well, the, the, my experience was that the first, I don't know, five or whatever, 10 minutes, um, that you would ask me a question, I would start to answer, you would answer it for me and move on to the next question based on the answer that you put in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so it was definitely going in a direction that I felt you were steering it and it didn't, I didn't need to be here. Yeah. So you do like directing life or you don't from going back to earlier saying like, um, you know, like you say, sometimes the goal is to or my, like what I heard. See, like a lot of the times when I'm saying this is like by me saying, I thought you like, like you said this, I, in my mind is it implies I heard you say this. See, you're getting very, um, polarized. Saying that I like directing life or I don't. Those are the only mm-hmm. two options you gave me. Mm-hmm. But I never said I like directing life or I don't directing life. That's mm-hmm. just a that's a comparison that you created that mm-hmm. doesn't really have any bearing in the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't direct life, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Life is happening mm-hmm. all the time, all around. I'm a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best I can do is, you know. But, but you, you're my, again, what I heard that I can go into an eddy if I have a, a preference, wouldn't that be directing? Well, yeah, that's directing your experience, not yeah. directing life. Yeah. Isn't my experience li- like my perception? I mean, there's very life? different things saying you direct life. Life is this thing that inhabits the weed coming up through the crack in the sidewalk and the yeah. tree over there and inhabits you and inhabits me. That's yeah. life. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. do not direct life. No. In any way. Yeah. I am simply a manifestation of life. Mm-hmm. Do I direct my own actions in any given moment? Well, that's a whole nother debate. Do we have free will or not? Blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. let's assume that we have a certain amount of free will. Mm-hmm. Let's put that argument aside, mm-hmm. right? Then I'm directing my actions mm-hmm. in a moment within the options that are presented to me in that context, but in no way whatsoever am I directing life. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one big question that might take the rest of the show, what's like one of the, or if not the, if you have one, most like foundational pieces, like ways of seeing the world or thinking that you've relied on a lot in life or you found to be the most beneficial or maybe you've has been reoccurring many times in your life is like I thought I learned that lesson but it keeps coming back like is there any kind of core uh ethos that you've you've could uh summarize uh, a lot of your experiences into or is it very multifaceted you know I've had ones that worked for certain periods of time until then you learn what you learn from that and you develop and you grow and then you move beyond that and and you see things differently after that and you age, you see things from different perspectives, you have different experiences. Um, so yeah, I have a freaking quintillion little sound bites um, 
from teaching that I could, you know, throw at you, you know, mm -hmm. do your best, surrender the rest, blah, 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 all these other things that are mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, currently, currently to me, it's all about um, surrender, let go of the tiller. Um, it's a good day to die. It's a good day to die. It's a good day to die to anything, everything that I thought I was, that I've identified myself with. One role after another falls under the sword. Who I thought I was, this or that. Things that I thought I had figured out. Control that I thought I had. Mm. It, one thing after another has just shown me. It's like, you are not driving this train, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are not in charge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I give up and fall down the black hole of nihilism and, you know, why do anything? I'm not going to do anything. It's so sad. If I don't have any control over anything, why should I do anything at all? Well, just sitting there and folding your arms and saying, I'm not going to do anything because, well, that's an action right there. Mm -hmm. You're still acting. Mm -hmm. So if I, here I am, awareness looking out of through these eye holes. Mm -hmm saying who the hell am i what am i right so i'm here i'm gonna act mm -hmm. so i will make choices my main thing is trying not to take them all so personally interesting i mean it's going on it's a big dream it's a big dream yeah. it's just a big dream can, can i summarize like my my the way that i'm like kind of putting all these pieces together so i heard that you are like you surrender and die to different like ways of like defining yourself right yeah and don't take things so personally yeah those two are accurate uh like state like present you know yeah, yeah 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 so the beginning of the show and a lot of this was me like make like labeling or making like saying or defining you um and maybe maybe you didn't take it personally but you maybe you may maybe you didn't not like it but you kept pointing out the fact that i was doing that yeah but if you're dying to it does it matter if i call you that it seems like it wouldn't matter at all right well then why did i even walk down here to sit here why did i walk down the street to sit here with you i mean there's yeah. a certain point you're still acting yeah i'm so, still i'm still acting you wanted me to come here but yeah. um that's that's a cop-out yeah <laughs> like, i guess like, like that's coming. Well, I'm dying to it. Yeah. I know, but you robbed the bank. Yeah, but I'm dying to it all, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to go to jail and all that if I rob the bank. To blah blah blah. So yeah. that's not that's not what I'm talking about. Mm. Interesting. I just, I just I'm didn't still going to act. I didn't realize how often I, I I put words in people's mouths. So I, I well, you may not all the time. That's yeah. the thing. I'm not defining you right now as someone who puts words in someone else's mouth. Mm. I'm saying the experience I had for the first ten minutes of us doing this here right now. Mm -hmm. That was my experience. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm not defining you as the person who puts words in someone else's mouth. Just but saying. Let's role play for a second. Say as if you just said. We're always role playing. Say let's let's uh, let's role play. You just let's uh, pretend as if you just said, Tiger, uh, you put a lot of words in people's mouths. Let's say you did define me by that. Right. What like my immediate reaction would be. You know, well, sometimes people trail off or like, like, it seems like I would like either try to rationalize it or defend it. Ah, ding, ding. I was going to say. But that's the fun of life, right? Like, 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 as opposed to like, like, it, for me, it feels like the cop out to like, be like, you're defining me. It seems like, oh, that's an interesting way to like, 
like that I would take you to find me as interesting. That's like the way he's like seeing me right now. I understand you're not defining me. You're not telling everyone this. You're saying, hmm, from my perspective, um, you're someone who puts words in people's mouths. I'd be like, do I, am I someone who puts words in people's mouths? Did I did I never said that. No, but I'm saying, we're, we're, <laughs> hey, 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 we're role playing. We're role playing, right? We're role playing, okay. So I'm, I'm just like trying to imagine. I'm like, I guess like in my life, I almost like when people define me because it prompts me to question is that a true definition or is it not true? Or is it something I haven't been aware of? Or is it like actually a good thing? You know, like what like definition like, is true? What definition? What's fixed? What, what's def what definition is true? What's fixed? I would say I'm someone who puts words in people's mouths. I would absolutely say that's a calm, a reoccurring. I don't have to define myself as in that is who I will always be or that's who I've always been. But I'm saying that's a common reoccurring theme or habit yeah. in my it's life. even to say I am. Mm -hmm. as opposed to I have a tendency to. Mm. I mean, just that distinction right there. Mm -hmm. Do you not like the phrase I am? Well, I love the phrase I am mm. when it stops right there. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. This might be the only time I left the show. I'll be back in just two seconds. It'll, it'll be funny. I am... I am apparently about to be amused by something funny. The first screen print I ever made. And and has been on the back of most shirts. This is this is a completely new one. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. And, I am that I am. And it's good that that's a complete statement as I am. But it's, I, I at least enjoy entertain like putting on costumes of entertaining what could follow that well yeah but to when see i put on a not. costume mm -hmm. i know i am not that i'm playing a role yeah right even coming down here and being what maybe you feel is combative or this and that is i'm just i put on a human costume awareness put on its human costume to come down here and play this role of whoever freedom being yeah freedom being this podcast right now but um you know, I was born Kevin. I was this. I was that. I'm literally, literally not the same person who walked in your door downstairs 45 minutes ago. You've been traumatized now. You've been defined 200 times. Okay. No, it's not oh. even that complex. <laughs> yeah. I have ingested <laughs> coconut water. Mm -hmm. I have breathed air in this contained environment. I Every breath... I take mm -hmm. every interface with any other substance, whatever, is literally changing the composition of this physical form. So just on the most basic physical level, mm -hmm. I am literally not the same person I was when I walked in 45 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Certain elements about me have changed. Mm -hmm. I've pissed since I came up here. Yeah. I've put things out and I've taken things in. I literally am not the same person, mm -hmm. right? That's just on the base physical sense. Yeah. So how we got all these neurons firing and ideas and thoughts, and that's changing all the time. I mean. But like if I have a banana and two days later it's an overripe banana, mm -hmm. it's changed, mm -hmm. but it's still a banana. That's an idea. Again, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's my initial thought about it, you know? Yeah, but you would probably look and your mind would right away define it more precisely as rotten banana. Mm-hmm. Fresh banana, rotten banana, banana. Um, but the thing is, you come in five months later. How how long until there's just no banana? There was banana, banana mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. 
right? Good so point. so whether you want to say it's five minutes or five years or whatever, mm-hmm. we're gone. I mean, you got the Carl Sagan thing up there in the corner. Mm-hmm. We take ourselves really freaking seriously. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, I am this, I am that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am so attached to my identifications that if you challenge them, I literally might even kill you eventually. Yeah. Right? Because you are challenging my sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. That friction, that conflict only happens when we're attached to it. If we don't take it so personally, we recognize I'm just in transit. Even so, you say, "Who are you?" Yeah. If if I'm, you know, when people say, "Read uh, Michael Singer, uh, The Untethered Soul," um, he has a great description on, you know, who am I? A great just way to describe it. It's like, oh well, I'm such and such. I'm 34 years old. I'm married. I went to school. Blah blah blah. It's like, no, those are all just details about your life. Who am mm-hmm. I? No, no, that's changed. You're still not the 12-year-old boy who got beat up in middle school. You're still not doesn't that I mean, who are you right now? Mm-hmm. Follow it far enough. There's this uh, my this body. Well, no, this body used to be night have nice tight skin, look like hot. And now my collagen's breaking down, and no matter how fit I am, my skin on my stomach sags, and it's sad to look at for me. Um, right? Only if I'm attached to it. I was a young man. I'm supposed to be still this young man, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not that young man. People say, "Oh, but you look really." Yeah, yeah but still, you're holding on to this thing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to drive the freaking train. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get old. Mm-hmm. This body's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Life will go out of this body and it will rot, but life isn't going anywhere. It's still looking out of your eye holes and cure the dog next door's eye holes and the pears that are ripening on the tree. Life isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm part of that. Mm. Who I am is that. Who I am is the awareness that's looking out of these eye holes at the awareness that's looking out of those eye holes. This is just a cheap freaking suit that's on loan. It's not who I am. Hmm. Well, I'm Tiger. No, <laughs> right? No, it doesn't mean that just because I realize that if I sell, mm-hmm. smell smoke, I'll say, well, like, I'm not this anyway. Let it burn, man. Let it mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Well, no, I'm inhabiting this physical body. So I'll yeah. go down and go outside so I don't die in the fire. Yeah. Does that mean I'm, a, you know, overly attached or not seeing the truth of who I am? No, I mean... It's your preference to not burn up. You don't want to get an eddy full of not burning up. Well, exactly. Right. So there's a time and a place, Yeah. you know, because I could say, well, I'm so realized I'm going to burn up. And it's like, well, that's a shame. You could have been realized and walk around and maybe help people suffer less or some such thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So who am I? Mm-hmm. But and what I mean by preferences and they imprison us, it goes back to the question of why did I change my name from Kevin to Freedom? Mm-hmm. Well, I changed my name because freedom in the context of what I'm working on, freedom is the willingness to feel anything to experience anything. It doesn't mean I go out looking for shit. Yeah. It just means that whatever comes my way, I try my best. I took the name on as a reminder of my deepest practice, not that I have achieved total freedom, 
but that is a reminder that literally my very name, that anyone speaks my name to me, is a constant all-day reminder to be willing to feel anything. Because if I'm not willing to feel certain things, mm-hmm. certain feelings are too uncomfortable. Well, now I can't go to that party because she might be there. Mm-hmm. Or now I can't see that movie because those kinds of movies make me feel certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, now I can't do that because I just feel a little tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my world just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking into this comfort zone. And this is the modern situation. It's always been the human condition, but in the modern thing is just on steroids. That I do we, love my comfort. We oh oh my god, death by comfort. Mm. It's very real. Death by comfort, absolutely. Two worlds are just so shrunk and everything I need is in this little room full of tech and controlled air and this and that. And it's freaking sad. Well, it's a pretty good prison if I had to pick one. But it's a prison. Yeah. We're all slaves. Unless you decide not to be. There we go. That's my point. I like it. So why did I take on the name Freedom? Yeah. I took on the name freedom as a constant reminder to be willing to feel anything, no matter how horrifically uncomfortable Mm. it is arising, a willingness to feel it and stay present with it, not even necessarily respond, acknowledge it as it comes up, process it and move on. Now I'm free. It doesn't mean I like everything. Yeah, no. Right? But if I, for example, if I, you know, someone serves me Brussels sprouts. If I don't like Brussels sprouts, but that's what they served, well, maybe I'll eat them. Mm. Or maybe I'll say, no, thank you. I despise Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Right? And then I'll deal with whatever comes up from the host and this and that. Or I'll eat yeah. the Brussels sprouts. Um, and, and, it, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Right? I, it's not a terribly good example, the Brussels well, sprouts one. The, we, we, you, it's a willingness to feel anything opens up the entire potentiality of the universe to us. Nothing is off limits. Because when people aren't willing to see feel certain things, like even their belief system challenged, mm-hmm. well, then you end up storming the Capitol mm-hmm. or nailing someone to a cross or shooting someone in the head because they don't like your favorite artist. Kanye has a lot of good songs. I would say you have a not a hard out, but like I want to be very cognizant of your time. And it feels like we made a, a perfect roundabout way to coming back to um, why, why, you, why you changed your name to Kevin. Like it feels somehow that there were some ties in there. Um, but I want to say you left an impression on me, but for now I'm going to choose my comfort cage because it's pretty nice. You know, eventually I'll may, I may choose to work out of it and choose to experience everything. But like, you know, in the moment, it's, it's serving me. Totally. And for me, it did for a really long time and it stopped serving me. Mm. And it stopped serving me so much that it became patently obvious I had to let it go. And in fact, trying to maintain my comfort cage became such a struggle Mm. and such a failure. Mm. And I don't mean I'm a failure or anything, but I was no longer capable of maintaining the illusion of my comfort cage. And Mm. the universe met me every mm. step of the way saying let's take away this mm-hmm. let's take away that mm. let's take away your role you know the pandemic let's close your yoga center the thing that like brings you the most joy and feeling of purpose mm-hmm. and meaning it makes mm-hmm. you feel good about yourself because mm-hmm. you're good at this right yeah. so we let's close that. that oh existential crises one after another one after another i started to get kind of on with life a little bit and then the universe saying you know you really you've asked because i ask 
show me the next thing. Show me the next show thing. Show me the money. Show me as much as I'm ready for. Yeah. I used to say that. Show me, you know, lay it all on me. And my wife started saying, you got to stop asking the universe for that because it does it. So then mm -hmm. I started saying, um, you know, uh, Give me a Bentley. Give me as much as I can handle gracefully, mm, right? That's, to, that's to, nice. to change that's nice the pacing nuance, yeah. a little bit, right? But I'd already opened the door, and yeah. I'd made a lot of prayers to like, you know, show me the way, show me the truth, show me the, sh show me reality, mm -hmm. and to the point where it just doesn't stop now. So it's like, okay, well, you you're still identifying with roles, you're still identifying with what you do. Let's take away your organ of action. That's remember a few years ago, I almost lost my right thumb. Mm. Stop doing. Now you can't do anything. Yeah. You can't even get your pulse rate up, man. You have to hold your thumb above your head for two friggin' months. Wow. What are you going to do now, huh? Yeah. Hey, doer, mm -hmm. identify with doing much. How do yeah. you feel now? A little uncomfortable not knowing who you are, now that you can't do anything. Yeah. All the things that think you make make you cool and impressive, and now you can't do any of them. Oh, how now do you the, feel? You're the cool guy who holds his hand up. I'm the cool, cool guy who holds my hand up in yeah. there, right? So, <laughs> right? So then when I have followers, everyone will walk around with their hand up in the air because yeah. that'll be the way. I'll be the way. You know, of the, course it won't. The funniest thing, um, because we have a couple more minutes. The funny, like, I didn't even realize at the time that I took the Polaroid, you were choosing a chair. You are picking a, like, obviously, you know, I was like, hey, like, here, like, who, whoever, when you go into a room, is like, here's three different chairs you can pick. I, I normally don't do it for people. Normally, I'm like, take this one. Deal with it. But you, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll let them pick three. And any one of them would have been fine. Anyway, I mean, it seems, like, it seems like one of them was there. I'm like, hey, you want to use the kneeling chair? You're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, it seemed like there was maybe a little hesitation. You're like, it's good. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the thing is, it's not combative. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to fuck around. Mm -hmm. I don't pull my punches. Yeah. Someone asks me how I'm feeling. I tell them. Yeah. Someone asks me why I changed my name. I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the actual answer. Yeah. The actual reason. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. now, I'm not going to do it to yank people's chains and do it on purpose and everything, but you had me over mm -hmm. ostensibly mm -hmm. to bring the difference of this being into your thing, not to modify this being to the thing that you were just going to do anyway. Mm. So you ask me a question, I answer honestly. Yeah. You put words in my mouth, I, I point it out. I might be misportraying what the show is to when I invite people on. Well, here's the thing. You never portrayed the show as anything at all to me. Mm. I came over here completely blank slate in the sense that I've hardly ever really listened to a podcast. Mm. I've never been on a podcast. Mm. You didn't tell me what your podcast is about, if yeah. they're even about anything. Yeah. And I don't haven't listened to a lot of them to even know what podcasts as such are, other than this yeah. thing I hear about where people talk. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So in that sense, I loved it. Mm. I had some old students call me today because I stepped back from teaching after a quarter of a century for a, f a few months ago. I mm. stepped back. Mm. So a few students, they called me up. wanted me to come up. And the one student that set it up knew. She said, I've got it set up. You don't have to find the students. You don't have to count heads. I'm going to pay you a fixed amount. I've already got the space. And I said, what do you want to work on? You've mentioned a workshop. You've mentioned uh, various different class styles. And she said, I just want you to come up and be you and do that thing you do. Nice. And I went, oh. Great. Perfect. I can do that. Exactly. That's all I, I do anymore. Nice. That's all I do anymore. 
Nothing that I've tried to control has worked. I like it. So I've let go of the tiller. Yeah. I've just let go of the tiller. What's coming my way? I wasn't actually particularly keen on doing a podcast. But what I'm working on right now is just saying, okay, let me check that out. Mm. Because my preferences, I already know where they lead. I've been down that path Mm. and freaking bored of it. I'm tired of thinking that I know how to get it where I want to. Mm. It's patently obvious at this point that that illusion of control is exactly that. It's an illusion. I like it. I'm in the middle of a river. Mm -hmm. I have a pole on my raft Mm -hmm. holding myself in one place is an old buddhist reference you know holding myself in one place is tremendous work and boring Mm -hmm. same scenery suffering it's just there's nothing but then you go i can't let go i'm afraid i'm just going to go down the river i don't know what's coming that's Mm -hmm. horrifying of course but you still have the pole you still get to steer a little Mm -hmm. and guide a little it's not like we're with out free will yeah it's not like i can't at least guide myself to that side of the river because it's shadier and that would be nice yeah but if it's too dangerous in whirlpool. There, or i can't oh right yeah. i you said you i mostly i have to charge the camera before nelson <laughs> show more like before nelson gets here yeah because here's the thing yeah <laughs> nelson by the way for the listeners is the friggin' bomb bomb love nelson yeah. and um well I, I actually i'm just so curious but i was gonna i was gonna say things that were defining nelson in a way that i'm like wait a second why would i possibly define nelson why would i limit him to that why would i say oh he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna be more on par with what your listeners want i was about to say all this mm-hmm. shit that would just be me making up stuff to mm-hmm. fill space or time or mm-hmm. whatever i have no idea what nelson's gonna say mm-hmm. i would love to sit down with Nelson across the table He's and talk like this. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. I, I am curious. It's going to be very, you know, it's, it's going to be great. It'll be fun. Thank you, everyone. Freedom.